Getting married, redecorating, fancy a new car, or just a spell in the sun. It's been hard over the last 24 months, but Armagh Credit Union is with you every step of the way. From home improvements to life adjustments, turn to us. Loans with Armagh Credit Union. Call in and speak to us today. For the final part of our Young Entrepreneurs podcast series, I sat down with Banbridge-born Ellen Mooney, who is the 25-year-old founder of sustainable fashion brand ELM. Ellen explains how COVID lockdown gave her the time to indulge her creative side and talks us through the development of her brand from its hair scrunchy infancy through to the ethically sourced street style we know today. From concept to creation, Ellen is the one woman driving force behind everything ELM. talk to us about your clothing brand, ELM. So Ellen, what age are you? I am 25 years old. 25 years old. So this, obviously I was telling you earlier, is part of our Young Entrepreneurs podcast series. So we just wanted to chat to you about ELM and how it came to be and how you got started. So I suppose we'll go way back to your background just to talk about where your your interest in clothing came from. Yeah, um, I think I've always just had like something creative in me like was always doing something whenever I was younger I always had like five bags on my arms like I just knew it was going to be something arty or fun or whatever um and then just as it went through school I didn't mind in like the academic stuff but always dedicated so much time to art and stuff um, and I just kind of knew that was going to be the road I was going to go down and then when it came to like uni choices it was quite limited here in terms of like how much arts kind of um are offered but I just knew that it was going to be fashion like I didn't have time for like fine art or really oh yeah like it not needed to be something or, no yeah. like it needed to be something like quick textile and, like yeah like mm. I'm very like textile or like tactile fashion so it needed to be something like that that I was working with and then yes I went to Belfast for uni doing um their textile course course which covered like garment construction like knit print like it covered like loads to give you like yeah. a kind of feel for everything and then I went to I did a placement year down in Dublin actually with um done stores and I was doing like fashion with them okay. but very much like print work and CAD work and stuff which yeah. is computer and was that linked up with the uni then that yeah I so, like, got it through uni um and went down there for a year and absolutely loved it mm-hmm. and I was like oh this is so different from what I thought I wanted to go into um, and then I came back to my final year of uni and just it was like something just switched like I was like this is what I want to do like want to do fashion like yeah. go all in with it um, yeah and it just like took off from there and when you were at uni did they take you through everything design wise so you learned how to design actual garments as well as construct them or yeah, did you just kind of pick that up um it was a bit of both like, because it was quite like across the five different um like like uh, areas of working mm-hmm. it was only in final year you kind of decided um and I think it was very much led by like your own intuition to like what you yeah. were gravitating towards and what you worked towards so yeah when it came to garment construction it was like how we were physically taught to like put them together mm-hmm. but it was very much like bring your own ideas to the table and like we swing as high as that actually get put together like I could draw like a mad big Cope, but it's yeah. gonna be no good unless you actually yeah. know. <laughs> and then it's the practicality of things too. Yeah. You don't know until you've made it if it's actually gonna be wearable or not. Yeah. So um, and did you ever have things like that where you would create a design and love it, and then 
it came to be and it just wasn't suitable oh Did yeah have 100% anything? like whenever we were in final year uni and you had a, you make a graduate collection and the graduate kind of like of, of, of actual like clothing and wear and stuff and yeah. it's shown in a fashion show um so the thing is always that you have to show your creativity as well as your skills mm-hmm. when it's your final year you, you've worked so hard and stuff you really want to go out of the bag and you want to walk down the fashion show but those are the time that doesn't make more like make mean make yes to mean to make something wearable so yes um it's more for the look than yeah, the practicality yeah and let's make it ott and extra because chances are if you're going into fashion you're going to spend your rest of your time having to make stuff that people want to wear like every day so yeah go out and make something really fun so i think that's also what i got caught up like in final year it was just so fun being able to like let loose have something really creative like it didn't matter that it wasn't going to get sold in like 100 stores across mm-hmm. the country next week because it was just something that you were doing to show like how creative you were yeah and that you weren't like limited to just everyday kind of clothes that we're used to so yeah fun. and then <clears throat> i suppose even when you're not being sort of over the top creative do you still get an awful lot from creating the more practical garments then i suppose you still get a lot from that just designing everyday clothing yeah so the whole kind of thing for me for Ellen was all the kind of clothing now is all the same everyone yeah. wants to wear the same you're wearing it because everyone else is wearing it not because it's something that you wanted to wear that you like were genuinely drawn to and you thought oh yeah. that's about me it's trends yeah mm. so and i'm like fully aware the trends obviously have to happen in fashion they come and go and i'm still following them to like an extent mm-hmm. but i just thought like where's the fun and where's wearing it because that's what you want to be wearing or because you genuinely like it or because it feels good on you um, and whenever I was in my final year of uni, I was doing my collection based on streetwear. Yeah. So I ended up getting really into like the history of it, where it all came from, and it was all it all just came about because it was literally what people were wearing out every day mm-hmm. with whatever they could get their hands on. So like we're talking like people were going to like army supply stores or like charity shops or yeah. So that's why there's such a mix of everyone of like so many different types of clothing and people were just maybe like customised that they were wearing it up their way and it literally was that's what people were in the streets so I just loved the idea and thought like it's not so nice that it's just or like it's not really cool that it's genuinely what people want to wear and like they pick this and they pick that and they put them together even though they're not usually meant to go together and stuff yeah. so um I tried to do that as well my nail in like although yes it has to be like wearable garments and stuff that people are and genuinely like like wearing but let's make it something different as well like mm-hmm. it doesn't all have to be the same old same old and that's what i was going to say to you there is that would that be your ethos then at eln would it be very much like comfortable fashion and I suppose expressive fashion really isn't yeah. it rather than just following the trend yeah like i say like oh it's for those who want more than mainstream trends because yeah. it is about something you can wear it, yeah, like chill out or whatever, or maybe throw it on over something and layer up another. Like, wear it again and again, wear it different ways. Like, it's not just made to be worn, like, one way. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think there's something really fun and, like, individual about being yeah. able to do that with clothing. Definitely. So, I suppose I need to ask you how you got started. What happened? <laughs> like, what was the point where you just thought, this is enough, I'm yeah. going into business for myself? So I started ELN, it was my graduate project in my final year of uni. Yeah. Um, as with everything when it comes to like art, like you never feel like it's finished. So I handed in a project, got, got my mark, got my degree and everything. And I was like, I'm just not done with that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I actually then I like, got my graduate job 
and I was working in it like my 96, whatever. But I was still in my head, I was like, oh, what was your graduate job? Um, so I actually went back to Dunn's down in Dublin, right? Okay, and I was doing CAD work for them and stuff, but it was for home wars this time, and it was very much not like, your niche. This was your 96 yeah. now, whereas whenever I was there my placement year, it was fun, and everyone was like, oh, we're doing this, do you want to try it? Or we're doing you, know, you can go to the photo shoot, I wanted to be the runner for everything because you wanted to take it all in, whereas whenever it was your. 96 and you're sitting in the job and there was actual like pressure to get things done and that wasn't right and you're not this and all this kind of stuff so I was doing ELM alongside of it and then it got to the point where I was going like every lunchtime I was just going next door in the next coffee shop and spending an hour working on it and being like yeah. I should really I could make things out of this and I could make but obviously I had a job alongside of it so just started like basic like printed sweatshirts mm -hmm more working on like the branding of it yes and then like my friends and stuff were like oh you should have done a sweatshirt and I would wear that you know just something small and I was like yeah I'll do a small quantity and it'll mm -hmm. just keep my creativity going and then um lockdown came yeah I moved so back. this is 2020 early 2020 yeah is it? yeah yeah so I would have graduated like that September mm -hmm. I say by Christmas the year that I after I started my job I, I was starting to yell and back up again I was like oh I just miss it like really enjoy it so then yeah come the start of the pandemic and Dublin was in lockdown and up here was in lockdown we didn't know like who yeah. was going to go first yeah. <laughs> so my mum and dad were like yeah come on home here so you don't want to get stuck down there whenever I was like yeah that'll be long two weeks so mm -hmm. I'm glad now that I did come back home for it but working from home up here and stuff I was like do you know what the fun was in Dublin mm -hmm. and here I was working with and stuff like I actually don't enjoy the job yes it was more the team. Yeah. yeah, and because I was working from home, I just found that I was doing so much more, like giving ALN so much more time. Mm -hmm. And like as soon as I clocked off at six o'clock, I was just home and I was ready to just, I went from like one laptop and just swing around to the other. <laughs> so um, yeah, it just started working. So working did lockdown it. kind of fuel it then? It, it gave you the time, suppose, to, yeah. to start working on it yourself? A hundred percent. I actually did, I always forget about this, but the start of lockdown, mm -hmm. Um, like I had just like a basic sewing machine at home mm -hmm. and started making scrunchies. Okay. <laughs> and I started this really like campaign that you bought a scrunchie and you left a note and then I sent it to your friend. So it was like, miss you a bunchie, so I sent you a scrunchie. That's so cool. Yeah, so it got to the point where I had like a factory going in my kitchen and as soon as I finished work every evening, I was making like, I think like 100 or 200 scrunchies a week were getting sent out like every Friday. And everyone was writing me notes to each other about like, miss you, like happy to see you and everything. That's a lovely so idea. Nice. Yeah. That's really nice. So, kind of didn't really have anything to do with like strictly or anything like that. Yeah, but, but it was still. I was just thinking like, what can you I? You being creative do? and doing something nice during a time where everyone was yeah. really yeah, and it was unsure. Really, yeah. yeah, and then um, I actually ended up donating like, I think maybe about eight hundred or a grand or so to women's aid from it all. Lovely. Yeah. That's so really it was nice. Just, but then I think that was really good because it got. ELN out there then people were like oh you're the brother that did the scrunchies yes um, it does help anything yeah. like that helps but at the same time it's an amazing thing to do just yeah. and, and quirky it's a nice yeah, quirky idea yeah I love it I love yeah, it so. so then whenever you started at the start of lockdown then and started pushing ELN on was that from home you were just working from the house mm -hmm. and did yeah. you have a website or anything or how were you selling yeah so I I had a website already like up and going that I was making in the background whenever mm -hmm. I was still working. You were making the website? Yeah. You so, did it yourself? Yeah, so I made it up and then okay. as soon as I was like, the scrunchies and stuff, I was like, okay, the website has to go live now, there's no more like, yeah. <laughs> right about at it. Yeah. So yeah, I just made it myself 
And um, would you have started website first or social first? I always just find that interesting to see. Um, a lot of businesses start on social media. Yeah. So just curious. I think it was socials because I think I had an Instagram from when I was still at uni. Yes. Like I had a uni, like we called me uni, it's mm-hmm. like of all my arts, nearly like a portfolio kind of. Yeah. Of what I was doing whenever I was in uni. So it slowly just became like an alien, just Instagram. so branded. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like it just suddenly looked at it and I was like, I've just made a whole brand there out of it. And did you, I mean, your branding is very strong. It's clear yeah. when you look at ELN, either on Instagram or website or wherever, you can see your brand. And did you do all of that? You're behind all of the brand and the website, yeah. everything. It's very, very good. Yeah, it's very, um, there's a lot of continuity in your brand. It's great. Yeah, well, I think that's a good thing too, though, because it is me doing it and not getting someone else to do it. Yeah. I can keep up with it rather than me having to go every few months to someone and being like, oh my God, I need a new yes. logo for this or a new, it generally is something that I'm designing and investing in. Whenever. And would have saved you a fortune because one of the questions I was going to ask you was mm-hmm. about funding and finance and how did you put funding to this to get it off the ground? But I suppose really you saved a lot of money by doing all of that yourself. Yeah. But was there any funding behind ELN or was it all self-funded? Um, a lot of it was self-funded, <laughs> which when I look back now, I didn't even think. Yeah, you weren't aware. Oh, you can get funding for this. Yeah. If you actually want to make it a business, and I was just thinking, well, I'm getting paid for my other job, and mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm living at home again. I'm yeah. still paying rent, but I was like, we're all stuck in the house. Did it really have any expenses? I was like, yeah, I'll cover the meal bags and the, <laughs> yeah. and the website, all and the, the small expenses, and then they yeah, gather up, don't they? Um, so once I went full time with it then, I was like, oh my God, you can get funding for this kind of thing yeah. and there's so much help and people are just giving webinars <laughs> like to help and teach you business things. So that's definitely something I wish I had known aware from the start. And did you never put in for any sort of funding or anything? No? Um, not really. Like, no. And even whenever I was started, it was maybe like a hundred pound here and there for... yeah silly things and it was like show the receipts so I'm mm-hmm. I don't even know what I should be putting a hundred pound into at the yeah. start I just know that it needs some money to like get mm-hmm. going so. so really it's just it's off the ground because of you then it's just all been your sort of yeah. drive and input I suppose but that's amazing to be able to do it <laughs> self-funded I always think is it's hard but like you say it's lots of little small expenses and as long as you don't count them up at the end <laughs> you kind of get away with it <laughs> But uh, I was going to say to you about sustainability, so that's one of your sort of primary concerns, isn't it, with the LM? Yeah. Where did that come from? Did you always have an interest in sustainable fashion, or did it kind of turn into that as time went on? Yeah, so it kind of just came about whenever I was in uni, and it was like, okay, you need to go get your fabrics for your final collection and stuff, and it was like, oh yeah, I'm going to fly to London, I'm going to fly to here, where are you mm. going? And I was like... We don't know enough. There's not enough about like fabrics here in Northern Ireland. There's no easy access like to say to go to a fabric shop here. It's still very crafty. Yes. And maybe more focused on like knit or like Crushing craft projects yes, yeah. rather than like you want to go and find something you can make for clothes and stuff. So well, it's crazy considering Northern Ireland used to be like the linen yeah. central of the world. I mean, Absolutely to have lost right. all that textile manufacturing is crazy. Yeah. But did you find? Did you ever get? Yeah, so whenever I was at uni, that just kind of wasn't an issue. But then at the same time, we were learning about what impact fashion was having on like environments yeah. and, and about people not getting paid enough and all this kind of thing. And I just thought like, that really conflicts that mm-hmm. we're being taught to try improve the like industry as we go. But at the same time, like there's nothing 
like readily here, like available and stuff. It's just such such waste. Yeah. So whenever I did start ELN, I was like, well, let's make this one of the focuses then too. The whole thing about streetwear was that it's something that you're going to wear again and differently mm-hmm. and stuff. So um, just wanted to make sure then that it was good quality stuff. Yeah. That's going to last. There's no point me saying to people, oh, wear it again and again and again if it's not going to be it's quality. Not last. Yes. Um, and let's make sure that people get paid for doing it because yeah. that's just right. Like it's for just, me, yes, exactly. I feel the same way. Yeah, for me as a fashion brand, I just think, well, why would you not use the best quality materials? Why would yeah. you not want everyone to get paid? Fairly. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. which it is a bit hard as a small business because obviously that takes a lot of costs. Well, that's what I was going to say. Sort of I mean, I know with that comes an increase in the amount that you're having to spend on your materials and all the rest, which obviously is going to drive your cost up for what you can retail yeah. the, the products at. But I was, I was going to ask you, do you think it affects your customer? Are they bothered by the, by the price? Because to me, it seems like a lot of people <clears throat> now are willing to pay yeah. if they know that it's quality, if they know it's sustainable. It seems to be moving that way now. Yeah, there's do you definitely think so? like a better understanding yeah. for it. Even myself, like... I will hands down like five or ten years ago like the wardrobe would have just been pre-mark and it, I would have yeah. bought it and would have thought I'm not even sure if I like that but it it's cheap. fine yeah it's a few pounds yeah whereas now I'm still not saying that like oh my god in my only shop sustainable everything now because mm. people still obviously have to afford to to buy things at the same time but it's definitely even like cut down shopping like habits like thinking am I gonna wear it again mm-hmm. do I need it um, things like that so I think people's mindset has changed that way so therefore they're willing to pay because yeah. they're thinking that like okay this is going to be the only thing I buy this week or this month whatever and I'm going to wear it that way this way this way it's good quality so it's going to last like people Local, are seeing locally manufactured too yeah, and I think that's a big part benefits, so and where do you manufacture the clothes and um, do you do that all at home or so most of them now are all handmade like mm-hmm. all the fleece and um and handmade just by um, you, or do you have yeah. anybody else? No, just, just me. you. <laughs> okay. So I have a home studio at home mm-hmm. where I do all that manufacturing, and then the likes of like the sweatshirts or the t-shirts that are like printed or embroidered, um, I'll just source them to people like here locally. So it's actually Portland it does the embroidery. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a guy. I kind of go between printers because there's always such a queue. Yes. Yeah. Um, but normally like Dublin, and there's a guy kind of up north. Mm-hmm. doing so to make so it's so it's just so handy like I've, I've been and seen their workplaces and like yes and it's a matter of there's that human element yeah, of being able to actually go and visit a factory or visit a, a studio and be able to meet people yeah. and and see how they work too yeah, I think that's amazing definitely. and like it's a nice appreciation for them as well to be like mm-hmm. I like your services and I know what you're putting into it yeah. thank you for doing that for me for my business kind of thing it's really and nice. it's traceability too I mean like you were talking about earlier with Primark we don't know where those clothes start and yeah. all we know is when they get to the, the point of being in the shop but you can literally take your your garments from design right through to sending them off wherever they're going yeah. and like you know every stage they've been yeah. at so I think that's nice see, yeah, yeah that is nice to be able to watch it go from from the idea yeah. right through um, and I was going to ask you too about plans for this. So where is it going? Because over the last two years, it's it's come on really yeah. well. So do you have plans to, to keep expanding or what are you thinking for, for ELN in the future? Yeah, so obviously the handmade stuff, 
I didn't know how well that was going to pick up or whatever mm -hmm. um, and thankfully it's went really well so would love to keep doing that and have my own manufacturer rather than just I'm going to print on a jumper yeah because I do I enjoy the design process it's not that I enjoy doing the logos and getting them printed I like making things mm -hmm. so definitely focusing on that but also expanding the range as well like I'm developing my sewing skills at the same time as doing this like yeah. for me there's no end to that mm -hmm. I will always once I've got the knack of something then I'm like well then let's throw it into outerwear let's start making coats like really let's start using different fabrics and stuff mm -hmm. um so yeah I'd really just love to for me I've got like a complete different vision in my head to what I'm making but I understand that to get to that range of stuff I need to start like with what I'm making at the minute. <laughs> right, okay. So there's gonna be like so, a progression yeah, in the design. Yeah, so I do see like that the products will change mm -hmm. and it will I do really want to make stuff that is rewearable and mm -hmm. does suit the elements and you can change it up. Just like innovative stuff. I think there's something really really like new and fresh coming at the minute with all like streetwear that oh well did you know this is reflected like it's actually functional as well as yes.
it's hard to get away from it because yeah. everything and because your your business is online and you have no shop, you know, how how could you sell it any other way? Yeah. So I suppose it's it's one of those things like we we're talking about fashion trends earlier, but this is like a social trend really, isn't yeah. it? That there's no getting away from it at the minute. It seems to be the thing that works. But it you is have to like find a way to use it. Find the authenticity. Yes, it. exactly. No, I think mm-hmm. you're right. So um in terms of COVID and the fact that you started up at the start of lockdown, <laughs> have things changed? Is it still at the same sort of level? Or are you still working in the same way? Did, did anything change now that COVID's kind of, well, fingers crossed, going away? <laughs> um, yeah, like I find that it's maybe not as mad online anymore. Mm-hmm. Which at the same thing is good to say, at the same time is great to see because obviously that means people are out yeah. and enjoying things. There definitely was like a lot of like, dependency on like social media whenever we're all lockdown and stuff mm-hmm. um, and it was then a lot of people sharing stuff and um, you could you can see now that it's kind of people and people are out doing things now and stuff yeah. um, but at the same time then that's given me this year I've been able to go to like so many markets over Christmas mm-hmm. um, different kind of events and pop-ups that didn't happen yes, during before. COVID and then that's just on a different scale altogether then because I'm getting taken products out and showing them to people. Mm-hmm. People are saying, oh yeah, I've seen that online, but is that how it actually fits? And that has, so would that's you how attend like pop-up events with some of your, your items, your products? Yeah, so yeah. Um, obviously it doesn't work as well as maybe like soaps, balls or something that can go to markets mm. regularly, but I do try to go to ones that I think would be suited to the brand and like that the right customer is going to be there and wanting something a bit different. So yeah. Been a few like maybe at like Banana Block down in Belfast, or places like that that suits clothing rather than just kind of stalls. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just so nice to go out and like yeah, meet to get people. Out in person. Yeah, and like definitely, I feel like I've quite a small following on social media, mm-hmm. like in the grand scheme of things. But whenever I go to stuff like that, and people are like, "Oh my god, I've seen you on Instagram. I've been there since you did them scrunchies or you know things yeah. like that." You, you don't realize how many people see you yeah. online. It's crazy. Yeah, it's really nice. And even aside from COVID, just with the way the world is at the minute and people are talking constantly about not being able to get deliveries and things being affected and shipments and all the rest. Have you had any of that or is it with everything being so local, you're okay? Um, some things, I'm trying to think what was the worst. Like it's more, um, last year it was a really bad knock on whenever I was getting the sweatshirts printed actually because they were coming from Europe. Yes. And we're now not EU and all that. Like, yes. Things were getting held back. Of it, it's was, very complicated. Yeah. Um, so things like that. But as you say, like now, because a lot of it is handmade and it's mm-hmm. all me. You're not I'm not affected. having Yeah, I'm not having such bad knock-ons and stuff. But And what about your packaging and things? Do you get all that local as well? Or does that come from... So the packaging is mostly all UK-based as well. Yeah. Um, depending on what it is. I just try to keep everything... As close as possible or reusable mm. for everyone's sake. I know, like, getting packaging, you want to just be able to tuck it in and recycle it, like, all of it to go in rather than Bits I don't pieces. have to stand here and pull off a sticker and pull off. I know. So, um, yeah, just trying to, and as well, like, that's actually a really fun part where you get to keep it all on brand too, then. Like, it's yeah. like the final little, like, touch of here's what, here's what it all ties together, like. Yeah, with the packaging? Yeah, like, I know. I like having nice packaging. It makes it because it it's not a store. Yeah. I feel like that's the, the last touch. little yeah, like yeah. touch I can give to be like, 
here's what we look like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I think that's that's all I sort of had for you today in terms of talking about ELN and everything that it's about and getting your background and a bit about you. But um, yeah, I can't wait to see what you do over the next couple of years. And you're going to stick with it and keep going, just yeah. better and better year on year. Yeah. That's so exciting. Well, thank you so much for oh, coming in to talk. Thanks so for talking to me, Kelly. No problem.